I've mentioned this once before, but I do think it's worth mentioning again. I personally believe that online coaching is highly effective. In my experience of having done both online coaching and personal training, I've certainly been able to get more results with people online. However, I still think personal training 100% has its place in the industry. I also think online coaches who slate personal training and use it as a selling point to sell their own services is pretty ridiculous, to be frank, but I digress. Personal training can be highly effective, as can online coaching. But just like everything in life, some things will work better for some than others. So today's topic is not to bash personal training at all. It may accidentally bash some bad personal trainers, but I don't think that's a bad thing, as hopefully it will highlight the good ones as well in the process. And the reason for today's topic is that I quite often get asked, how do I know if I have a bad personal trainer and how do I find myself a good one? And to be honest, if you don't have experience, it's really hard to tell. And I would say that's the same in the majority of industries that we experience. I can't really tell the difference between an okay accountant and an amazing one. I can't really tell the difference between an okay electrician and an incredible one. I think the best and most universal example that we can relate to here is a barber or a hairdresser. You'd assume that mostly they did the same training. They then work in the same barbershop or salon. So surely they're of the same ability level, right? And I think we all know that that's not the case. We've all come away with good and bad experiences, even in the same barbershop or salon. So today I want to go through the five things you should look out for. And a quick caveat here, you will have to apply some of your own logic and intuition as once upon a time, I would have made some of these mistakes and it is sometimes just a part of being a new trainer. So if you spot someone who doesn't have a huge amount of experience doing any of these, it could be because of that. But if they look to be a keen learner and they take feedback on board, it might be worth giving them the benefit of the doubt. And let's say you have got a trainer and you identified some of these five things within them, there's no reason why you can't ask them why they potentially didn't do one of these things or why they're doing one of these things. And as much as it might seem a bit confrontational, at the end of the day, you're paying for the service and you also get a level of their receptiveness. If they're not very receptive to the feedback, then that's a bit of a red flag and you might want to consider investing your money elsewhere. So let's dive in. Number one, they don't give you an initial assessment before you start working with them. And this should look something like a discussion of your goals, your limitations, your previous exercise and diet history, a physical assessment to see the way that you move. They should absolutely take some form of your body composition measurements or at least ask you to take them at home. Like these are really important steps of like an in-person personal trainer. If it's online, might be a little bit different, but in person, you should absolutely meet that person, discuss what you want to achieve with them. They need to get a better understanding of what you've done in the past so they can help you here. They can also work around any limitations or injuries that you have. This is an essential first step. You really need to establish that relationship first and foremost, and they need all of that information to deliver the most effective coaching. So if they didn't give you an assessment and you just jumped straight into training and it wasn't just a taster session, red flag. Number two, they're not tracking your training progress. We'll touch on things outside of the gym in just a moment, but predominantly a personal trainer's job is to take you through an effective session and 1000% they should be monitoring and tracking your training progress. You are going there to be delivered a personal training session. It's all centered around the training. When it comes to online coaching, there's many different facets. There's the nutrition, there's lifestyle management, there's looking at your sleep, your hydration, 
your training as well. There are so many different things to cover and that's part of the reason I love it. But with personal training, it's so centered around that training session. And therefore you wanna do the most to maximize that. And if you wanna be making consistent progress, you need to know what you are lifting. And the thing is with your trainer, they have no idea what you lifted last time. They might see 10 to 15, 20 clients and it's really hard to know whether Susan or Brendan lifted 12 kilos or 10 kilos on the shoulder press and for how many reps. They might have a rough idea, but speaking from experience, there's no way they're going to remember. And if they have some magical way of doing that, then they probably should be in a different industry to personal training. Number three, they do a lot of spontaneous training sessions or randomly throw in exercises you've never done before. You should be on a structured training program. Yes, you might want a little bit of variety from time to time. You might come in and you're completely exhausted from your day, you didn't sleep well, you potentially had a really stressful day at work, and your personal trainer might have the emotional intelligence to say, actually, we won't crush you in the ground today, we'll actually just adapt things a little bit. But if they just throw a random training session at you and just say, today we're doing X, and today we're doing Y, and there seems to be no structure there, that is a red flag. When it comes to making progress within your training, you need to be tracking what you're doing, A, like I just mentioned, and B, we need some continuity, we need some structure, we need a program that we're working on. We need exercises that are appropriate for us and our goals. So those training sessions should be structured and consistent. And if you do get thrown in something randomly, that should have been something you discussed beforehand and you agreed upon as well. And there may be times in which your personal trainer might be a bit experimental and they might ask, hey, you know, I've seen this new exercise. I think it'll be really beneficial for you. Do you mind trying it out? Nothing wrong with that. But just discovering a new exercise in the morning and deciding to throw that into your program is not a wise move. Number four, they're playing on their phone during your session or even whilst you're doing an exercise. This is probably one of the worst things that a personal trainer can possibly do. If you're paying someone for a service, you deserve their undivided attention. And therefore they should not be on their phone checking WhatsApp, checking social media. They should be engrossed in what you're doing during the session to A, keep you safe and to make sure that everything's being done effectively. But B, just as a sign of good manners and respect, to be completely honest. If you were having a conversation with a friend, you wouldn't want to just randomly pick up your phone in front of them unless you had to. This person is literally paying you to deliver a service and you're deciding to scroll on WhatsApp and Instagram. It's just unacceptable is probably the way I'd say it. And don't get me wrong, if a trainer is looking up something on their phone to show you and a notification comes up from someone that might catch their attention, that's going to happen. And on the odd occasion, it might be a bit of an emergency. However, if you catch them doing this consistently or if other people catch them consistently and they tell you about it, you definitely want to address that with them first things first or even just leave them, to be completely honest. I think it's a complete lack of respect. Number five, they take no interest in your life outside of your training sessions. One of the best parts of being a personal trainer is building a relationship with that individual that you're working with. And it shouldn't just be about training and macros or training and how was your day all this boring small talk. And yeah, you will do a little bit of small talk. And yes, you need to get to know someone. However, you want someone to be taking an invested interest in your life. You want to build a relationship with your personal trainer. That's when you know you've got a good one because essentially, fundamentally, beneath all of these things about a personal trainer, it just comes down to being a good 
conscientious human. That's what I pretty much summarize this as. Of course, these are all specific to the personal training domain, but someone who's generally a good human will take some interest in you and your life as well. Yes, you want them to educate you. Yes, you want them to help you through things, but it's super important to build that personal relationship. And don't get me wrong, I've had people in the past who are absolute non-responders. They do not want to talk to me. They just want to be trained. And that's absolutely fine. Some people are like that. It's just within their nature, but you need to make a bit of an effort. You want to create a little bit of rapport with the person you're working with. And on the flip side of that, you don't want them to become too friendly with you either. I remember working with a personal trainer probably seven years ago now. I won't mention the time frame, but it was quite a while ago. I remember the way he would just speak to his clients about the drama in his past relationships, how his ex-partner was this and that and a horrible person and all this type of stuff. Just like proper hanging out your laundry type of stuff. And I think we all felt a little bit sorry for his client, the fact that she had to put up with that. And she did, she was a trooper, but we don't wanna get to that place. Realistically, you can become friendly with your clients. And I think that's really important. I mentioned that relationship building is a real primary aspect, but you don't want to blur the lines. There still needs to be that clear line between professional client and trainer relationship and friends because once those lines are blurred too much, it just gets messy. And then someone will do something down the line that's probably a little bit inappropriate and it never ends well. So those are the five things that you should look out for. And I've gone through ones that are maybe a little less obvious, but if someone's doing something absolutely clearly not right, whether it's personal training or any domain of life, then that should be an absolute red flag. Any inappropriate touching, any inappropriate language towards someone. A personal training relationship is very intimate. It places a lot of trust in the trainer and it's a very vulnerable position for the client. So a lot of people out there, and there's, I don't want to give personal trainers a bad rap, but there is an opportunity for people to abuse that power. So you really do want to be mindful of that. I am going to say it as well, specifically when your trainer is a male and you are a female, then you also want to be even more cautious of that person and the way that they behave around you. And there should really be that professional line that's always in place. So I hope that helps team. And as I've mentioned, this is specifically about in-person personal trainers, but I'd say you could take away some of these and apply them to online coaches as well. However, you may have to do a little bit more digging because you might not actually meet that person. However, I hope that's pointed out a lot of things and I hope that helps you find a good personal trainer if you are in the market for one. So that is everything from me today, team. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.